0: Before we look at today's episode, have you subscribed to our paid episodes yet? If no, kindly subscribe if you love the infographics show. Freedom ain't free. It apparently costs exactly $816.7 billion in fiscal year 2023. This is the biggest US defense budget to date, but how does the US spend this massive budget and how much of it goes to new weapon systems that are at least 50% UFO technology? This year's military budget has some special exemptions that don't appear on other budgets. It directly appropriates $12.6 billion to combat the effect of inflation in defense purchases. That means $12.6 billion is not going to buying anything new, just to cover the increased costs due to global inflation in the post-COVID-19 pandemic era. $3.8 billion is going toward covering added costs of inflation related to labor costs in military construction alone. That's not surprising, considering the United States military is one of the world's largest developers, building infrastructure around the world. However, something that puts into focus how much the US military spends on fuel, and why it's so interested in green energy, is the whopping $2.5 billion set aside specifically to offset inflation's impact on fuel purchases. Imagine if you were paying an extra $2.5 billion on top of your normal gas bill. With recruitment shortfalls plaguing the world's militaries, The US is investing in significant pay bonuses and special pay for service members in specific career fields. These bonuses extend to new personnel with skills the military is in need of, or personnel who train while in the military to gain certain proficiencies. If you're a new recruit with the right qualifications, you could net yourself as much as a $50,000 sign-on bonus. And if you're currently in active duty and train in specific skills the army needs, such as persuasion, foreign languages, or technical explosives, you could net yourself a bonus totaling up to $40,000. Specific career fields the US Army is looking for, which qualify for seasonal bonuses ranging from $3,000 to $15,000, include Special Forces with Basic Foreign Language Proficiency, Psychological Operations Specialist, Microwave Systems Operator Maintainer, Human Intelligence Collector with a Language Proficiency, and Air Missile Defense Crew Member. If you want a hot tip, learn an Arabic language or Chinese and your recruiter will likely be offering you a significant bonus. How the budget is spent, though, starts first with the President's National Security Strategic Guidance. This is the vision the President of the United States of America sets for its military- what threats to prioritize or new areas to exploit. This in turn forms the National Defense Strategy, the fine strokes of which are classified but the broad strokes include the four priorities of 2023. The first and foremost priority is defending the homeland from the growing multi-domain threat posed by the People's Republic of China. That is a direct quote from the NDS, but what does it mean? China is identified as the foremost threat to the United States, its allies, and their shared interests. American national strategy is to contain and mitigate that threat at the economic, political, and military level. This includes countering China's growing capabilities as a multi-domain threat. A challenge the US military hasn't had to face since the Cold War. Number two on the agenda is deterring an attack against the United States, all its allies, and partners. For the US, ensuring the current, mostly peaceful world order is a top priority because the best way to win a war is to never have to fight one in the first place. Global stability is good for everyone, and the reason you enjoy cheap electronics and other luxuries is a robust global trading system underpinned by the US Navy for the first time in history, trade goods can be shipped around the world without fear of interdiction or any form of bullying by a hostile power or pirates. But the US is heavily invested in limiting actual conflict as well. In the middle of October of 2023, a US Navy ship intercepted several long-range land attack missiles fired out of Yemen. It's unknown who the ultimate targets were, but it's likely it was Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Jordan, or even Israel. They were likely fired by Iran-backed militias and specifically meant to stir up regional conflict. The US's heavy military presence in the Middle East ensures the free flow of oil, and contrary to popular narratives, it is not even directly for US benefit. America imports most of its oil from Canada, with about 11% of its oil imports coming out of the Middle East. The reason the US has a vested interest in the flow of oil out of the region is for global stability as many other countries depend on it. Happy countries don't start wars which keeps global trade flowing, which benefits the US and everyone else. The US also maintains a heavy presence in Southeast Asia and in Europe, where its forces are a major bulwark to regional aggressors like China or Russia. Third on the national defense strategy is deterring aggression while still being able to prevail in an active war. This means that the US defense budget needs to be robust enough to handle a shooting war while also ensuring US forces elsewhere remain credible deterrents against future hostilities. This one has been an increasingly tricky concept as America's rivals begin to catch up on its capabilities. In 2000, the US had an official policy of being able to fight and win two major wars simultaneously. Today, this is simply not feasible given the rapid modernization of the Chinese military whom the US considers its primary threat. Lastly, the national defense strategy highlights the need to build a resilient joint force and defense ecosystem. This means prioritizing funding for robust training for all active duty members, with the US having the most aggressive training schedule of any of the major militaries. It also means, however, investing into the total defense ecosystem. From national defense contractors to war colleges, think tanks, etc. For the US military to remain the world's best, it needs an entire ecosystem that encourages innovation and education. Going into specifics, the National Defense Strategy highlights the People's Republic of China as the US's greatest strategic competitor and pacing challenge. China has significantly closed the gap between its military and the U.S.'s, and America is not happy with even a distant second place competitor. New investments aim to kickstart a process of innovation and create yet another major offset or strategic shift that ensures uncontested dominance. Key areas of focus include advances in stealth technologies, nanomaterials and construction, and artificial intelligence. Out of its vast budget, the Department of Defense has highlighted other smaller but key objectives, first is an emphasis on integrated deterrence through investments in the nuclear triad, space and cyberspace, and missile defense. The US aims to make itself a very hard nuclear target, and thus ensure its continued safety in a world where Iran could develop nukes if it really wanted to, and North Korea already has. Russia's nuclear saber-rattling might be all a bluff. But the DoD takes it very seriously, and the billions spent in deterrence will serve as a reminder that attacking the US ensures one's own extinction. Another major focus is on what the DoD refers to as campaigning. Under the Biden administration, a renewed focus has been put on strengthening partnerships and alliances after the uncertainty or even outward hostility toward partners during the previous administration. The US's greatest advantage is its network of allies and partners, the likes of which the world has never seen before. It's this vast network that acts as a major force multiplier for the US military, giving it a global reach in deterrence. But the Biden administration is looking to expand that network even further, and thus help offset some of the costs of deterrence by bringing in even more allies or partners. So far, this has been very successful, especially in the South Pacific, where China is finding itself increasingly isolated. A major investment in innovation and reforming acquisition practices aims to fix the multi-gear process it usually takes to bring new capabilities on board. The war in Ukraine has shown the need for rapid adaptability, and the US is aiming to streamline the procurement of new capabilities while encouraging innovation. Climate change has been identified by the DoD as a major threat to not just its readiness, but the global order. Significant funds are allocated toward renewables and hardening installations against the effects of climate change. Fuels such as biodiesel or all-electric combat vehicles will help make the US more resilient in combat. A $55 billion investment into military healthcare is aimed at improving the care that active duty and veterans both receive. To help with morale issues, the new budget is also allocating $9.2 billion for family support programs, including on-base recreation centers and all kinds of services from financial advisors to counseling. $500 million is going to implement some of the recommendations from the Independent Review Commission, which found sexual assault to be an ongoing problem in the US military. In the wake of the contentious 2020 election and former President Trump's current campaign rhetoric and undermining of democratic and legal institutions, extremism within the ranks has also been found to be a significant concern, and part of the $500 million will go to combating it. Now let's get into some numbers. First up is nuclear modernization and deterrence. With an aging nuclear arsenal, the US identified a priority need to modernize and update its nuclear capabilities. The Minuteman III ICBM was built in the 70s and continues to be the mainstay of American nuclear deterrence. Its replacement, the LGM-35A Sentinel, is well under development and receiving $3.6 billion in funding this year. The money will go toward the development of the missile itself, but also modernization and replacement of Minuteman III infrastructure, which is set to begin in the late 2020s. Next up is the long-range standoff cruise missile, which is receiving $1 billion in funding. This air-launched cruise missile is replacing the AGM-86B air-launched cruise missile, which is the US Air Force's primary tool for nuclear deterrence. With new and evolving anti-air threats, the LRSO will modernize the Air Force's ability to hold strategic targets at risk of nuclear attack, and thus strengthen deterrence. The biggest item on the list is the Columbia-class submarine, receiving $6.3 billion in funding. This is the replacement to the Navy's current boomers, the Ohio-class. It'll be a sub which can take on both nuclear and conventional strike missions and modernize the undersea leg of the nuclear triad. Related is a life extension program for the Trident II submarine-launched ballistic missile. This is receiving $1.7 billion in funds and has the goal of extending the service life of America's current stockpile of submarine-launched nuclear missiles. The famous Trident II will be receiving new electronics and guidance packages, as well as a redesign to allow for more easy upgrades in the future. The program the DoD is least likely to talk about is the B-21 bomber which is receiving a major boost in funding to $5 billion. The B-21 Raider will have both a nuclear and conventional mission, and become the most important aircraft in the US arsenal. With a goal of 100, this will be the biggest stealth bomber fleet in the world, a significant deterrent to both conventional and nuclear conflict. A low-rate initial production contract is expected to be issued by the Air Force by the end of this year. $20 million is going toward the mission of converting the F-35 to be nuclear-capable. This will result in the F-35 replacing the F-16 in the nuclear deterrence mission, with the aircraft receiving nuclear certification in 2024. Up next is heavy investments into space and space-based systems. How heavy an investment? Good luck getting the DoD to give you any hard figures. Like many budget items, the DoD can obfuscate exact funding figures in some areas in order to deny any potential adversary an inside-locate capabilities. What is known is that the US sees space as an increasingly important part of national security, with key priorities in developing resilient space-based surveillance and communications. A new generation of thermal imaging satellites aims to modernize America's early warning system. An unspecified amount of funds will also go towards shooting down space aliens and plundering their UFO secrets. There are some major weapons programs that stand out on their own as huge investments for the United States. These are key systems that the US views as absolutely integral to its continued dominance in the air, on land, or at sea. The F-35 is receiving $11 billion in funding for both acquisition and upgrading to the new Block 4 configuration, which is dramatically increasing the capabilities of what is already the most capable aircraft in the world. The F-15EX is receiving $2.8 billion of funding for the purchase of 24 new airframes. This might come as a surprising turn of events for some, given the Air Force's continued acquisition of the F-35. But the F-15EX features significant upgrades over the standard F-15, and fulfills one very important mission the F-35 currently can't- being a missile truck. With the ability to carry 12 missiles, the F-15EX will work side by side with the F-35 to shoot down targets that would normally threaten the 4.5 Gen Fighter. The NGAD, or the Next Generation Air Dominance Program, is receiving $1.7 billion in funding. This is undoubtedly not what the program is receiving, merely what the DoD is willing to publicly admit it is sinking into what will be the world's first sixth generation fighter. Reverse engineering crashed UFOs is hard though, so the program will not result in an operational fighter until the early 2030s. The KC-46A tanker is receiving $2.9 billion for the acquisition of 15 additional aircraft. These are badly needed for the Air Force given the aging status of its tanker fleet, and are crucial for air operations around the world. While the U.S. fighter pilots may get all the glory, without their tanker buddies they wouldn't be able to fly more than a few hundred miles from home base. Show some love in the comments for these flying gas station attendants, because it is an insanely dangerous job, and in the case of war they are a priority target that can't even defend themselves. The CH-53K King Stallion Helicopter Program is receiving $2.3 billion for the purchase of 10 additional aircraft. The CH-53K is the world's most powerful heavy-lift helicopter, and serves primarily to deliver supplies and equipment to troops undertaking amphibious assault operations. However, with the ability to fly higher than ever before, there is nowhere the CH-53K can't deliver everything from food and ammo to howitzers. $1.3 billion will go to purchasing the E-2D AHE, or Advanced Hawkeye with the US Navy adding five to its inventory in 2023. These aircraft are critical for naval airborne operations, providing early warning radar coverage and command and control for hundreds of miles in every direction. A big emphasis on drones is represented, with nearly $3 billion going to Triton, Stingray, and Reaper unmanned vehicles. The future is increasingly looking like a drone one and these attributable combat systems have proven their worth in US operations around the world. A notable drone mention is the 200 million being invested in development of an as-yet unnamed drone meant to provide direct overwatch and fire support for special operations forces. This will likely be a heavily armed, but stealthy drone with long loiter time and excellent surveillance capabilities able to deliver pinpoint firepower within seconds to operators deep behind enemy lines. Moving to major naval purchases, the Virginia-class submarine, which is replacing the Los Angeles-class nuclear attack sub, is receiving $7.3 billion in funding for the acquisition of two additional boats. Or at least that's the hope, because shipbuilding on the Virginia-class is woefully behind schedule at a time that the Chinese are pumping out ships at a breakneck speed. $5.6 billion is going toward two brand new Arleigh Burke destroyers, even as its replacement is still undergoing development. Ongoing construction of the Ford-class aircraft carrier, the most advanced supercarrier on the planet, will cost the DoD $3.2 billion this year alone, though no carrier is expected to be procured. This is merely payment on the acquisition contract, as it takes five to seven years or sometimes as much as 12 years to build a new carrier. The Constellation class of new frigates still in development will receive $1.3 billion with the expected acquisition of one ship of the class. However, the Constellation class is not expected to enter operational service until 2026, when hopefully, if God is indeed a merciful God, the US Navy will stop destroying the American budget by buying more useless littoral combat ships. A new San Antonio class amphibious transport ship will be purchased for $1.8 billion alongside an America class amphibious assault ship for $1.1 billion. This represents the US commitment to the Pacific and preparation for combat operations against the People's Republic of China across the island chains of the South Pacific. Two new fleet replenishment oilers will be procured at a cost of $1 billion, along with an additional towing, salvage, and rescue ship for $100 million. A $300 million investment into large uncrewed surface vessels represents the Navy's focus on building a fleet of drone ships to supplement its manned capabilities. As the Chinese Navy explodes in size, the US is looking to offset the numbers advantage with unmanned ships. However, the program is still in the development phase, as the Navy tries to figure out what roles exactly unmanned ships are best suited for. In space, there are three major programs being funded, and all are critical to US capabilities. $1.6 billion is being spent on the launching of six classified payloads as part of the National Security Space Launch Program. What is the military putting into space that's so valuable? other than new generations of satellites. If we actually knew and told you, we'd have to kill you. And who would generate our ad revenue then? A new generation of GPS satellites is being put into orbit for the low, low price of $1.8 billion. This includes research and development, as well as manufacture and launch. With greatly improved anti-jamming capabilities, GPS-3 aims to keep the US military in contact with their satellites in even heavily denied environments. The space-based missile warning system is receiving $4.7 billion in funding for further development. This network of satellites will replace aging early warning satellites and feature greatly improved capabilities to help the US respond faster and better identify incoming threats, allowing for more effective response. With just over $6 billion in funding, the US military is investing heavily into the development and acquisition of a wide variety of different missiles. Key among these are the Precision Strike missile, a next-generation replacement for the US Army's Atakums, which recently debuted in Ukraine to rave reviews from the Russians. They were literally dying over it. The Army will receive 120 of the PSM for continued testing. The Joint Air-to-Surface Standoff Missile, or JASM, if you're not a nerd, is receiving nearly a billion in acquisition funds alone, representing the procurement of 581 new missiles. The JASM is a next-generation land-attack missile, which can be fired from well out of the range of enemy air defenses to hold even fiercely denied targets at risk. Its seaborne cousin, the LORASM, is costing half a billion dollars for the acquisition of 88 more missiles, nearly double the number of missiles acquired in 2022 and representing the US gearing up for a fight against China. To offset supplies given to Ukraine, the US is spending $812 million and acquiring 4,718 new GMLRS. These are highly effective precision rockets being used by Ukraine from its HIMARS. While GPS jamming by Russia has decreased their effectiveness, new software updates have restored HIMARS to its job of permanently democratizing Russian soldiers and their equipment. A significant investment in Patriot missiles of $1.037 billion will lead to the procurement of an additional 252 missiles and their launch platforms. Some of these will go to offset supplies given to Ukraine, while others will go toward hardening US facilities abroad from missile attack, especially in the South Pacific. And speaking of the Pacific, $6.1 billion is earmarked specifically for supporting US Indopatcom operations. The biggest line items here are $1.8 billion for modernizing facilities and equipment, and $2.3 billion alone just for training exercises, experimentation, and innovation. A radical shift in culture seeks to outfight the Chinese in any potential conflict by encouraging a new generation of scientists, engineers, and soldiers to think well outside the box. $1.2 billion will go toward improving the infrastructure and resiliency of US forces in the region, with a focus on hardening against air and missile attack, but also limiting the damage of global climate change. America's bases in Guam, for example, are under threat by rising sea levels, and coastal infrastructure improvements aim to reduce the threat. European Command will receive $4.2 billion in funding, an increase of $400 million from the previous year. The US is also looking to station an additional 200 soldiers in Europe as part of its growing logistics chain for US equipment being used in Ukraine. The increase in funding will reflect additional training and exercises with NATO allies and partners as well as enhanced pre-positioning of military equipment in Europe in case Russia decides it's tired of existing. An initial $300 million is earmarked specifically for Ukraine assistance, which is widely regarded as the single best defense investment the US has undertaken since the Cold War. With the threat of ISIS diminishing, US Central Command received $5.5 billion less than last year. In total, CENTCOM's budget went from $34.3 billion in 2022 to $27.3 billion in 2023. Is there finally harmony in the Middle East? Is Saudi Arabia finally paying for its own defense? Keep dreaming. The change in budget represents a shift to other areas of priority for the U.S. military. Unfortunately, the October 7th terror attacks on Israel by Hamas and other terrorists, and the resulting spread of violence, 2024's budget's probably going to go back up for U.S. CENTCOM. The current biggest budget items for CENTCOM currently are ongoing operations and force protection at $5.6 billion. This includes items such as special combat duty pay, pay for mobilized reservists, cost of actual military operations, communications, pre-deployment training, supplies, deployment of combat and support forces, and more body armor and personal protective equipment. In-theater support is earmarked at $16.9 billion. This is technically part of ongoing operations, but includes the additional costs such as supporting expeditionary forces and the millions of dollars in high explosives bringing freedom to the Middle East, one fire mission at a time. $1.93 billion is being spent on security cooperation with allied or partner governments and institutions in the area, with an emphasis on counterterrorism operations. This money goes directly to promoting regional stability by working together to counter transnational threats such as criminal networks and terrorist groups. It also includes training between US and host nation troops to improve interoperability of both and improve proficiency of partner nations. Surprisingly, $520 million goes toward border security for various nations with the US financing security capabilities meant to combat the flow of drugs, narcotics, and extremist organizations. With the threat of war on the horizon, the US is investing heavily into readiness. $2.4 billion in funding is going to equipment refresh or replacing old and worn out equipment from deployments. The Army is investing $29.4 billion into training and readiness programs, including home station training and the Pacific Deterrence Initiative and European Deterrence Initiative. $12.9 billion will go to training the US Army's ground forces and $3.5 billion for its aviation wing. The Navy is getting the biggest training budget of all, with $47.4 billion in 2023. This is hardly surprising, as the US is primarily a maritime nation, and the US Navy is the most important naval force in the world. $10 billion is going straight into ship maintenance as the Navy works to reduce maintenance costs and backlog, a serious drain on readiness. $14.4 billion is going to its aviation, hardly a surprise given the Navy pilots will be at the front lines of a future war with China. The Marines are receiving $4 billion for its ground combat troop training and $5.5 billion for its aviation. With the growing importance of marine aviation, this is hardly a surprise. The Air Force has the second highest readiness budget at $38.5 billion. It's requesting $28 billion alone for expanding the number of flight hours its pilots undertake. $18.1 billion is going to replenishing its inventory of aircraft and various weapon systems. Any war with China will take place at sea and in the air. So it's unsurprising that the Air Force is dramatically ramping up training for its aviators. The US Space Force, meanwhile, which we'll admit we nearly forgot about, is receiving $3 billion in readiness funds. This is significant, given the Space Force only has a few thousand members and nearly the same budget as the Marine Corps. But that's because space is expensive, and keeping American space-based assets is doubly so. Key priorities are ensuring the survival of US assets in case of hostilities with either Russia or China, with growing concern toward Chinese anti-satellite capabilities. The Space Force is also enacting Space Flag, a large force exercise similar to America's Red Flag. It will be a training exercise focused on gaining and maintaining space superiority, and one iteration of the exercise will include partners from Australia, Canada, and Great Britain. $16.5 billion is going to science and technology. This funding goes to a variety of promising avenues of research, some of which won't have payoffs for many years or even decades. However, it's from this budget that things like the internet, lithium-ion batteries, AI, GPS, and microelectronics all have their origin. This funding can be grants to various groups or research and development taking place in the dozens of laboratories that support the Department of Defense. This is where Umbrella got its research grants, and the next technological revolution could be brewing. The National Defense Education Program is aimed at providing funding for programs that provide STEM outreach as early as kindergarten. Its goal is to encourage American education in STEM fields and thus keep America competitive on the global stage. A big focus has been on funding programs for minorities, such as the Research and Education Program for historically black colleges and universities. The goal is to tap into potential that historically the US military has been locked out of due to disparities in the opportunities available to minority populations. If you've got the next great way to explode someone, the US military doesn't care what the color of your skin is. The DoD has identified specific areas it considers critical to US capabilities in the near future and beyond. This includes seed funding for research, funding to adopt existing technology, and the development of technology specifically for the defense sector. Seed areas include biotechnology, quantum science, future generation wireless technology, and advanced materials. This type of research may not have a direct application for years, but the Department of Defense considers development in these areas critical not just to the military success of the nation, but its financial success as well. Areas where the DoD is working on adapting tech to the military include AI autonomy, microelectronics, integrated network system of systems, space technology, renewable energy generation and storage, advanced computing and software, and human-machine interfaces. These are areas of technology where solid foundations have already been laid, or the technology already has civilian application. The matter is funding ways to incorporate them into a military purpose. Often, it's exactly this funding that allows a company to create a viable commercial product. Lastly are areas of research specific to the military, and this includes directed energy systems, hypersonics, and integrated sensing and cyber. The U.S. defense budget is huge, the largest in the world, And more money than a significant amount of nations have in their budget, period. However, these are the highlights of the 2023 budget, painting a clear picture that the United States Department of Defense expects a major military confrontation in the near future. Now, check out our challenge Spend US military defense budget in 24 hours or lose it all. Or check out this other video instead. I'd like you all to take some few seconds to give us a five star rating. Thanks.